0: Welcome back to the Seller of Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos. Junior. And
1: Matthew Souza. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much.
0: <laughs> <To win. laughs>
1: week two in the books, boys. Already on to week three.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know
1: how we say it. It's going to be week 10 before you know
0: it. Yep. It's going to be Christmas. And then it's going to be over. It's going to be Christmas. I'm going to be realizing my team's not making the playoffs again. And I'm going to be like, uh, what desperation trade can I make um, with Jake to make sure oh, I don't get the whoa. toilet? But then that ends up getting me the toilet. So, yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, um, well yeah, Glenn, Suza, how so was – how was your game this week? It was great. high score on the week. I
1: got yeah. paid by nobody because I hold all the money, but should have been at me. least at least that's twenty five dollars less that I'll have to pay out by the end of the year um and thankfully, very fortunately, no injuries,
0: no injuries, yeah, I mean, Souza, I also won. Um, this week, so and I won in Craigs League again. So I'm 2 0 in Craigs League, and I am 1 1 in our league, and I'm 1 1 in my work league. Uh, because the person I went against had, and oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, so they got 60 points right there. Yeah, so, I had,
1: um, in my one of my dynasty leagues, I'm also 2 0, I had the Jalen Hurts. Devonta Smith stack this week. That was fun. Um, and then my other dynasty league, I'm Owen two, which is perfect. Cause I want the first overall pick as I rebuild. So, so far so good there. So nice. Two thumbs up so far. Glenn.
2: I don't like week two. I like week two week one. I won in four out of five leagues. Obviously, the Westport League means the most. And uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down on Monday Night Football. I have a chance to win that week. So I couldn't go five for five. Week two, I lost in all five leagues. And I I didn't just lose in all five leagues. Like, I got demolished in all five leagues besides one. I thought I had a chance to win one. And then I wake up this morning, Sousa, and it's the Grocers League. And I lose by, if I could pull it up real quick, and real quick. I scored 128 points. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah, I, I lost by 22 points because 150 was scored against me. And let me, let me this person had Trevor Lawrence, right? And you're thinking, oh, well. A Romeo Dobbs only had four points. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Brees Hall is in this lineup, too. How the fuck did he get 150 points? I don't know. I'll tell you. Because Devonta Smith got 22. Sean White got 18. Nico Collins got 24. And then we break down the IDP side of it because, you know, that's just how it works. Yep. Fucking Highsmith on the Steelers last night got 20.75 and Frankie Louvu on the That's Carolina absurd. Panthers got 13.75. So, if you add 20 and 13, last night I lost to two
1: IDP fucking players. And mind you, the max points those guys usually get are like 10. Like 10's like the ceiling yeah, for, uh, for IDP
2: players. Yeah. This, is, Unless, this is fucking Highsmith breaking right through that ceiling and my
0: ass. But I'm sorry. That is absolutely the worst beat that sucks, man. I am so sorry.
2: And then of course, I am one and one in every single league besides the Westport League. Where I am 0-2 yet again. I've actually I've crunched some numbers because I was curious, right? I was like, oh man. I'm not that good to start the season. I, I always <laughs> start out like this. I never feel like yeah. i you know, have a good start to any fantasy season. So I did a little research on my uh, during some work hours today, and uh, our ESPN league only goes back to the year 2014. So luckily, I can't even see how bad it was in 2012 or 2013. But I'll let you know that uh, I'm just going to go through the years of my record in September, which would be the first four weeks in the season. 2014, right? Us um, three and one in September. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought when I looked at it. 2015 I started 0 and 4. Of course, ironically that's the year I won the championship. So 2016 I was 2 and 2, 2017 2 and 2, 2018 3 and 1 again. Okay? 2019 1 and 3, 2020 1 and 3, 2021 2 and 2, 2022 2 and 2, and now 2023 and 0 and 2 start. Overall, I am 16 and 22 in the month of September. But in week two specifically, I am two and eight. Oh, what the hell? Damn. That's weird. Yeah. That's wild. And uh, it hasn't been fun. And this week two was not fun for me. Thursday night was great because uh, TJ Hawkinson uh, showed the world on a national stage how big his cock was. I already Mm -hmm. knew. On live TV. Uh, You had to let other people see it. Um, And then 1 o'clock on Sunday happened, and um, the rest is history. And my team did absolutely nothing. I knew it was going to be a horrible day for fantasy when I'm facing 2-2 Atwell. Okay? 2-2 Atwell. And he is outscoring the likes of Jamar Chase and Calvin Ridley combined.
0: Yeah, that yet. shouldn't happen. You know oh, you shouldn't. know who saw this coming? Souza, when he predicted the Rams to win the division.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not just the division. <laughs>
0: um, I think Glenn actually started before
1: that when our good friend Craig, I don't know if you remember this, had the audacity while sitting on Gomes' couch to look over you and say, how does it feel to have won by Thursday night? Yep. He said that. I, uh, I, I
2: didn't forget that.
1: Wow. That's fucked up. That. And that's a good point to make you can have a bad performance on Thursday you can have a great performance on Thursday you think the week's over based on that and you just never know it's never over like you said before we got live Sousa Zach and JV's
2: game right down to the wire on Monday night so yeah
0: no shit man that's crazy anything
2: anything can happen but what I've come to realize boys and I I have to I have to just do this acceptance right because if I don't I'm gonna go fucking crazy okay When it comes down to it, and it comes down to fantasy football, like we do this podcast, we do the best that we can to give our listeners, you know, our opinions, what we think is going to happen, and this and that. Um, The thing is, it's all about luck. It's all about fucking luck. Come to the dark side, Glenn. It is luck when you get your draft order spots. It is luck when people that you draft outperform their ADP. It is bad luck when people that you draft play way below their ADP. It is luck based on your scheduled matchups. Hmm. It is luck knowing that in your heart of hearts, you set the best possible lineup that you can set, and they go out there and they drop 75 points for you.
1: Injuries, also luck.
2: Injuries, also luck. And that's the thing. So I, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not so much, because I, I was pretty upset on Sunday. And I, I'd say over you know the course of playing fantasy football, I've been upset at times. I've been happy at times when I win, upset at times when I lose. But the ultimate thing that everyone who plays fantasy needs to understand, it's all about luck. You can only do so much. So don't drag yourself down. Don't drive to your nearest bridge and consider hopping off because that doesn't solve anything. At the end of the day, you're just unlucky. And that's why I decided to embrace the luck. And uh, my new name in the Westport Fantasy Football League, my new team name, is the Unlucky Charms because that's just how it is. Right now, we're unlucky, okay? But once the luck turns on our side, those charms will become lucky. I'll become lucky. My team will become lucky. Or we just keep embracing the bad luck.
1: We'll see how the season goes. Yeah, maybe your team could become magically delicious. Maybe they could. Maybe they nice. could. Nice.
2: But that's that's basically how I just want to say that. You know, it's unlucky that you know, Jamar Chase and Calvin Ridley got outscored by two two well. It's unlucky that I lost Aaron Rodgers in week one. Didn't even get to see him play a full drive. It's unlucky that people are losing their first round picks like
1: Nick Chubb, Cooper Cup on IR. It's unlucky. But uh But sometimes you're on the right side of luck. And that leads me to talk about, if I can, Mason, as I promised okay. you guys. Yeah. I said, okay, I, I, mean, want I want, to talk, I want to talk about Mason tonight. Mason, yeah, let's hope, talk about Mason. I hope your ass is wide open. Excuse me? Because okay. I'm about to blow smoke in it. Okay. That's a oh, good thing. okay. Because Mason, I'm, if I'm being honest, top to bottom, I think you have the best roster in the league. And I'm honestly amazed because – Like your bench is better than some of these roster starting lineups out there. And as Glenn was talking about luck, sometimes that comes into the guys you draft on your bench, those depth pieces, those uh, handcuff potentials. You are firing on all cylinders. I mean, Jalen Warren looks like he's going to take the job on your bench. Sam LaPorta, rookie tight end. Rookie tight ends usually do nothing. He's the number seven tight end of the year, better than most out there. Puka Nakua. I mean, you you spent on him with Fab, so I'll give you credit for that. Um, Kyron 75 Williams, bucks, baby. The fact that Kyron Williams, which you drafted, is now projected for over 16 points, like he's fucking Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> blows my mind. Zay Flowers automatically, just like right off the rip, integrated in this offense, doing pretty well. I'll say Jahan Dotson's been a little disappointing, but Justin Jefferson has a 20-point floor. Devonta Smith's better than A.J. Brown. James Cook's actually doing pretty good. Josh Allen speaks for himself. You have three guys on your bench projected for over 10 points that aren't quarterbacks, and you just don't have the room for them because your roster's really good. And even Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, my guy, his backup, already integrated in the offense. Deontay Foreman, a healthy scratch. He's looking pretty good himself. I got to say, as your friend, I know I usually don't like to give too much props, to my opponents but you're my friend and you've won the toilet bowl too many times I need to tell you as a friend don't fuck this up (laughs) you have so much depth and there are so many hurting teams out there I know you could make a blockbuster trade and barely even scratch your starting lineup I'm just saying the the balls are in your hands just don't squeeze them too hard
0: Yeah, I know. Um, Thank you for that. I appreciate it. But, you know, I think the thing was is that I – and obviously, like you guys said, luck is something that's heavily involved because, like, you know, I've taken chances on rookies and guys before. But I think the difference was this year is I think in the later rounds, instead of going with, like, super safe picks – like guys that we kind of know what their floor or ceiling is and like they're kind of like average guys took, I took a little bit more risk, I think with uh, like younger players. So like Sam LaPorta, for example, I knew that I wanted him as a tight, like a backup tight end to Dallas Goddard. Number one, because like I was pretty confident at the time that Dallas Goddard would still be a very productive player for my team. He hasn't really shown that yet. Um, so I wanted a pretty good contingency option and Sam LaPorte is in a high powered offense. Jamison Williams isn't going to be there until, uh, week seven. So I thought that he had a chance, uh, you know, at least for beginning of the season, um, to be a pretty decent option at tight end if something happened to Dallas Goddard. Um, and then I think the running backs I just went with were guys I thought that had pretty high upside, um, behind guys that. Had the starting job, but it wasn't necessarily guaranteed. I also drafted not in this league, but I drafted in Craigsley. I drafted Zach Charbonnet because I thought that there was a high chance that Kenneth Walker either gets hurt or uh, mm. Charbonnet, you know, took the job from him because he was he was doing really well in camp. Um but I think that's the main difference. I just went with guys who have like super high upside rather than going with like safer options. I think like in our draft, I had to reach for flowers because I knew he wasn't going to come back to me, but I wanted him. You know what I mean? So thankfully, everything's worked so far. Obviously, I, I feel like I got a little bit unlucky against you, with with Alan not doing anything. Oh yeah. Um, so I feel like I could easily be two and oh, but I'm happy with one and one, especially, you know, I just like you said, I think I'm I'm pretty confident that like Jamal Williams got hurt and I felt like, oh, OK, like I, I that's OK. Like I have other options that I can do, whereas like in the past, I think I've drafted my bench so poorly that I've been like, oh, my God, this guy is hurt in week two. And now I'm already fucked and it's the second week of the season. Um, but it's all luck. Like everything has worked out for me so far as far as those guys go that can easily change. Uh, Have you been seeing Glenn's facial reactions there and all that? Uh, (laughs) No, he's He's trying not to pay attention. I don't know. I got to hear what he has to say. Now, let me hear it, Glenn.
2: Uh, You got Sousa here blowing smoke up your ass. I got Panacho texting me saying that Mason's got the best team. No, I didn't know that. Whoa. (laughs) I I I just want to say this, okay? Mason. Through two weeks, key word, through two weeks, your team has been trending in the utmost direction based on the points that you're putting up in your starting lineup, based on your bench depth. So in for two weeks, and those two weeks, you're still 500, one-on-one. So I'm saying. I just, I just want to say it's, it's trending upward, and it looks good. I know. I – I want to uh, suck out that smoke that Susan oh, is
0: blowing man, into Man, to house.
1: mouth or like with a straw? With a
2: uh, curly straw. One of those. Cur- okay. All
0: right. Yep. I don't know if I can send it out.
2: Oh, I'm going to do it. Stick it okay. in. And then. Watch the smoke come out and for I'll the benefit for of it.
0: the podcast. I'll take one for the team. It's gonna—he's gonna basically
1: be like doing like a bong rip out of your ass. Yeah, and then I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow the smoke with it. out of it. Yeah. Oh my god! Can we stop talking about <laughs> this? Anyways, I right, you. Uh,
2: I want to say that it's two weeks. That's it. Now, Mason, as your friend. As your friend, I'll say that. I wish the best for you in fantasy. We know you've had a tough Westport fantasy football career with five toilet bowls.
0: Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> and
2: um, I, I'm not going to say you deserve to have a good season. You have deserved to make the playoffs. But again, it's two weeks. Technically, as bad as my start's been, I'm only a game behind you. Next week, we'd be having a different conversation if all you guys shit the bed like my guys did this week. You we want to talk about Kyron Williams being projected for Christian McCaffrey numbers? After Thursday night, I was projected to be a score of 120 points. Guess who, guess who didn't score 120 points? This guy. It's true. It's true. It's only week Jack two. Shit. Like I said, the stars are aligning after week two for you. Your team's trending up. And you're going to have some tough start-sit decisions. And coming up in the next, I'd say, month or so, you're going to have some tough decisions on who you want to cash in on, who you might want to trade. And uh, I wish you the best for that, too, as your friend. But as your friend, most importantly, don't let it get to your head. Don't (laughs) let Sousa smoke that he just blew up your ass. Think that you're king shit because it can all come crashing down if we talk three weeks from now, and you have an unlucky three weeks,
0: it'd be one four. I remember. I hope. I hope you realize who you're talking to, brother. I am ready for the floor to come out from underneath my team at any point in time. That's why I have five toilet bowls because that's always what happens. And I know you I'm know so this. I'm so prepared for that to happen. Alright,
2: and I know you know this, but I, I just didn't want Sousa's smoke to, to push you on that too high of a pedestal after week two. Because honestly, if anybody knows blowing smoke up someone's ass, it's Sousa. <laughs> really? Yeah, think of all the great teams you've had over the years, Sousa.
1: That's not think me all... blowing smoke up someone's ass.
2: No, but I'm just saying, like my if team. you know Yeah, I know, but I'm saying if you know about like good teams and, and and moving forward in the season and oh yeah recognizing no, i went from five team. and
1: one to not making the playoffs
2: right but i'm, I'm not only saying that no, i know exactly what that's like all, all the all the good teams that you have had it's all about the last three weeks of the season so week two right now all oh, right yeah, damn yeah.
1: it's true it's but true
2: we, we, we got a long way to go i just Craig's said <laughs> i started i started zero and four right the praise is premature with respect see craig knows like I said, in September, I started 0-4, and,
0: and I'm winning a championship from it. So, anything can happen. It's all about the luck. Look, I just want to say, though, it isn't just this league. My team, in, in, if once again, anything can happen. And I think the biggest thing is injury, obviously, like luck-wise. Mm. Like, if my team stays healthy, I'll be honest, I think my team is good. Like, I'll be, I'll be, exactly. Knock on wood. I will be very I think that my I will definitely be in the conversation at the end of the season if my team stays healthy. And that's the biggest thing. Like Justin Jefferson could uh like break his shit, you know what I mean? Cool. I pray to god that doesn't happen, but How it could roll out in the universe. Yeah, you're right. Justin um, Jefferson could win Powerball and buy a private island. There you go. And then he leaves. How about that? Right. Okay. Better. But I think you see my point. But my team in Craig's league is also really good. Um, and I'm 2-0 in that league. And I just dropped 155 points. So, I'm just saying. We're going to find out.
2: <laughs> All righty. All right, Suzy, you said we got a lot of news to get to. So, let's get to the Whoa. news with Susa.
1: You know that intro is very hype worthy. A lot of hype behind that intro and very a lot of excitement built in. But this is the quite the opposite because I only got bad news to share. Don't worry, I got you. Okay. Um, Nick Chubb's out for the season with a brutal knee injury. Oh god.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> Just <miss> the bell. <laughs> Nick Chubb, your time has come. Dung.
1: Saquon Barkley Four is guys. likely to miss a few weeks. Ambon. However, uh, did you see what Brian Dayball said today? Yeah, he's uh, expected to be a game time decision on Thursday, which is what? bizarre. That's, that's really different than what you just said. I know, <laughs> so. but I think he's full of shit. So, okay. yeah, mean you put that on the board or something. But Brian all right, Dayball. what I'm, what I. Am mainly looking at is the first report that says Barkley is expected to be sidelined for three weeks with an ordinary ankle sprain. He got um x-rays and an MRI, so they know what's going on, I guess. And uh I don't know. As Adam Schefter said, three weeks. Coaches, you know, they like I said, they don't play football. I think they're mm. just full of it, especially a Thursday night, even if it's not three weeks, like there's no chance the- he plays Thursday. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I, listen, because it's a Thursday night game,
2: I don't think he does play. But uh, the fact that I just get a notification today saying uh, Brian Dayball says uh, Saquon Barkley woke up today feeling a lot better. And there's a chance he could play Thursday night. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they just said this dude's going to be out three weeks. And all of a sudden, oh, no, I, know. I woke up just a stinger. You know, we're good. Um, hey, bro, I slid yeah, that off. We're good. I, I think he's lying. And uh, I think I don't know if it's if it's a move to get into the head of Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Sure, maybe I don't know. Yeah, Man, I'm sure they got to
1: prepare for Barkley and stuff.
2: If you are a so. Saquon Barkley owner, uh, don't count on him playing Thursday night. If you want to take that risk and try to get Matt Burita as some fab, is he
1: even the backup still? As of right now,
0: all right, it is a um, I think they have another guy though, don't they? Yeah, they it's have the like, uh, like Brightwell or something. Yeah. Bob br- uh, Bradshaw? No. no. He broke his leg
1: on my team once. Brandon Jacobs? Um, uh, so Wayne Gallman? I don't expect him this week. And I'm leaning on the side that he'll sit a couple weeks. Just And that sucks because it wasn't like an injury-prone thing. It was a bad tackle. And he's just, yet again, an injury for Saquon. He had a Thanksgiving ham a couple of years ago. And he was injured before that.
2: Late in the game, too, on a very good fantasy output from him.
1: Yeah. So well, at least he gave you that much. Yeah. David Montgomery, uh, he with a quad injury left Sunday's game, and and he himself told reporters that it would take a couple weeks for his quad to heal. So it's the Gibbs show, possibly. That game, it became the Craig Reynolds show. Listen, listen, but.
2: I got something to say, as a Jameer Gibbs owner. Um, Right here, week three, when the Lions face, were they playing this week? The Lions are facing Atlanta at home, okay? Atlanta. Atlanta's playing good. Atlanta's 2-0. However, okay, if David Montgomery is not playing and Jameer Gibbs doesn't get the looks the touches, all I'm asking for is volume from Jameer Gibbs. He could get all the volume in the world. He could get 25 carries and still suck. I just need to know that he's getting this volume. Because in week one, leading up to Kansas City, all I saw was reports about, oh, the offense is looking at ways to get Jameer Gibbs involved in ways that we're not going to see. I saw David Montgomery out there for 75% of the game. Week two, oh, week two against Seattle. Jameer Gibbs is going to get more involved this week, says Coach Dan Campbell. And Dave Montgomery's out there for 80% of the game. And Jameer Gibbs is still kind of doing the most with his touches. Last week, seven carries, right, for 17 yards. However, he gets seven receptions on nine targets for 39 yards. 9.1 fantasy points. Week one, seven carries for 42 yards. Two receptions, two targets for seven fantasy points. This is not production from a guy that you draft as as, as the Detroit Lions drafted with a 12th overall pick in the first round. Okay? I get it. Dave Montgomery, he's good. I like Dave Montgomery. I like him a lot. And I get he could be, you know, your every down rusher. But when you get a talent in the first round like Jameer Gibbs – why are you not using him? And I'm hoping that this loss that they just experienced to Seattle kind of kicks them in the ass a little bit and says, hey, let's unhook the chains on Jameer Gibbs and let him go. If I see the same volume from Jameer Gibbs in week three, if David Montgomery does not play and Craig Reynolds is in there, then it's time to panic.
1: Then it's time to say, well, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I think um I think Sunday, I think it was more so like they just weren't prepared for Gibbs and weren't planning for him to be the main guy. So they just kind of slid Reynolds in the Montgomery spot for that for the rest of that game. Now that they know the plan, I would expect Gibbs to be the guy, but you never know. Well, that's I mean something to watch not- for.
0: If he's not, that's that's ridiculous. Number one, I mean, like I didn't really see much tape of him in the preseason. I just I heard he was like really good. I just never really saw anything. But I remember watching him for the first time and in, in the first game of the season when they played Kansas City, and he, like every time he touched the ball, he made plays. Meanwhile, David Montgomery was running into the fucking linesman's ass for two yards. You know what I mean? So it's like. I don't understand. Like you can see that when he has the ball in his hand, he can make plays. So like, especially for an offense like the lions, which is very explosive. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to work him in more. And I mean, I'm also biased because I'm a Jameer Gibbs owner as well, Glenn, in my work league. So, and I think it's just, like I said, the stock where you got him at. Exactly. And you're so excited. Oh, we didn't think we'd get
2: him at 12. Wow. Can't wait to use him. fucking, you know, <laughs> seven times a game like that doesn't make sense it does not make sense and it's what drives fantasy owners like me fantasy owners like mason insane because we see the talent we know the talent is there but again when you think about fantasy football the thing that you have to bank on the most is volume and he is not getting it it's frustrating
1: yes yeah Go ahead. All right. So, uh yep. So Montgomery's himself saying he's going to miss a couple weeks. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson was put on IR yesterday before the game. It was a Monday night game. So yesterday, last night's game counted towards the four-game IR um, stretch thing, whatever. So he has three more games where he won't play on IR, and uh, we'll see what happens. He has a hamstring injury, and he won't come back until, what, Week six, I don't know where that bye week is. It might be around there, so in which case it might be another week after that, depending on how they decide to play it. Um, Joe Burrow, his status for Monday night's game is up in the air, quote-unquote. That's a big deal. His calf injury was re-aggravated. He got hurt in the offseason, like in August or something, and uh, missed the preseason, and now it's aggravated again. So that's something to, to look at. Jalen Waddell was in concussion protocol. Logan Thomas was too, tight end Logan Thomas, if that's interesting to anyone. There's no timetable to Austin Eckler's return on his ankle. That's concerning. I I haven't seen any new updates on Aaron Jones, but he missed last week's game. I don't think we had a chance to say that in the last podcast.
0: Um, so we'll have to see how he trends this week. Well, no, last week he was projected to play, remember? Because he, after the game, was like, Oh, yeah, I'm fine. And then as the week went on, he just didn't practice. So, yep, don't believe anybody. Running back Jamal,
1: Char- <laughs> not Jamal Charles, Jamal <laughs> Will- Will- Charles. Whoa, Saints <laughs> running back Jamal Williams. Will- hey. hamstring injury may take some time to get back. Um, Kendra Miller didn't play last night, so. Tony running Jones running back field is open. Tony Jones is actually on the Browns.
0: Wait, though. wait, wait. No,
1: no I'm sorry. Oh. No, it was the Saints. That was uh no. Pierre Strong, right? Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Now the problem was they uh they played or oh, the games overlapped, so I got confused. Ah, uh, oh. I see. I don't know why they do that and why they're still going to mm. do that next week. Um one more thing. There's something else, I think. But I oh Brandon Ayuk limited in today's practice. He had a shoulder injury. He looked dead on the field. They put him right back in there in the red zone. It looked like he like hurt himself again and they still put him out there. Now uh, you just gotta monitor that. I have no significant updates there. I think Kyle Shanahan realized that. Those are the Super Bowl Rams he
2: was facing, so he needed all his big guns out there no matter what, even if they were decoys.
0: Right. So Hey, look, hey, you make fun of the Rams. I was surprised they gave the 49ers as much of a game as they did. I thought that at the beginning of the season, you told me the Rams were playing 49ers in week two and Cooper Cup wasn't there. I was going to tell you that the Rams are going to lose like 40 to zero. But, I mean, it's a close game. Anthony Richardson.
1: Sorry, Anthony Richardson, quarterback for the Colts. He got knocked out of the game, possible concussion, for also getting hurt in week one, all of which running the football, so he's got to be careful. But lastly, I just wanted to say here's a tweet about the running back landscape. Out for the year, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins. The category of haven't done anything yet, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, Alexander Madison. Under the category of out for multiple weeks, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, possibly Aaron Jones, David Montgomery. And the last section says not wanted Cam Akers. (laughs) That's a lot of running backs that are just
0: straight up fucking you over. Yeah, I don't um, I don't know. Should we talk about like, well, number one. So I think obviously people are talking about um, what's his name from the Browns Ford yeah. um, and how like how much waiver you should spend on him if he's on your waiver wire. obviously we're in a 14 man league so he's not on our waivers uh, Zach, on Zach has him right yep he's already in his lineup but I did see on Twitter from Adam Schefter earlier that apparently Kareem Hunt Kareem. visited with the Browns so Kareem a little interesting um, development there, yeah. And and
1: like I said, not wanted Cam Akers. He is being um offers are being taken on possibly trading him away. Yep. And there was a list of teams that have showed interest, one of which included the Browns. So that could also muddy the water if they happen to trade for Cam Akers. I don't know what to do. You gotta decide tonight, and by the time anyone listens to this, it's already too late. But um, unless you're li- here live on Twitch, you got to decide mm-hmm. tonight how much you're going to mm-hmm. drop on uh, Jerome Ford if he's out there or Pierre Strong. He got a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, do you pick him up if you don't have him already? I don't know. Don't know what the hell is going on. And then you have Matt Breeder to decide with, too. Um, there's a lot of crazy crap going on. Mm-hmm. But that that just, does it for the news. Don't you just love fantasy? It's... A pain in the ass sometimes. Sometimes.
2: I, I just wish we could turn injuries off and see how the season <laughs> I know. played.
1: And I, I I hear people saying, like, oh, this, this year has been the worst yet. Like worst that I can remember. But I also feel like I hear that every year. Yeah. Because every, every year is just it's bad. Every it's year. bad. No. It's always I think bad. the
0: worst year for in my opinion was a few years back where we had all those significant injuries, and it wasn't even during the season. It was in the preseason. Remember Allen Robinson tore his ACL. Um, there was like a bunch of like big injuries in the preseason, like a few running backs, like tore their ACLs or something. Um Was Edelman one of them? Like, was no. it like that far
1: back? I can't really remember, honestly. I don't what think What year so. you're talking
0: about. I think it was like 2018, 2019, somewhere around there.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't remember anything before COVID. But
0: I remember there was one guy in Craig's League who lost like four people before the season even started. J.K. Dobbins is probably one of them,
1: <laughs> or maybe that was yeah, too far back. Family. But I know what you mean. It's tough, and it's usually running backs. Hence the zero RB strategy. Some people do. It makes sense.
2: Now it does. Now it
1: uh, does. let's get ready to rumble!
2: <laughs> Stellar stars of the week are brought to you by Reddit Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job, your man or woman started with all that bad stuff that you just said Susan the news we got to bring you the good from week two and if you look on your team or if you look on Mason's bench uh you'll notice that there were plenty of players to pick from who were outstanding and some could even say stellar Hmm. in week two I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with someone who quite frankly, uh, surprised the hell out of me in the matter of two quarters. Okay. Because this football team hadn't scored any points in six quarters. The man I'm talking about is quarterback of the New York football giants, Daniel Jones leading a three score comeback against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Daniel Jones Ended up winning that game 31-28. And in the process, he scores you 30.74 fantasy points. Is that the first 30-point performance by a quarterback this year? I don't think Tua had that in week one. I, he did I think you might be so. right. All right. Well, congratulations, Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones threw for 321 passing yards, had a pair of voluptuous TD passes, He did have one interception thrown, so that's minus two. But he ran the ball for 59 rushing yards, and he even got a rushing touchdown, totaling once again at 30.74 fantasy points. Congratulations, Daniel Jones. You're my stellar star of the week.
1: Mm, Gentlemen. Susan? Okay. Sure, I'll go. Sure. Sure. I'm going to go with, although there are several people who had more points than him, I feel like we have to point this performance out, and it's DeAndre Swift. Because this man went from getting two touches in week one, two total touches for three total yards, (laughs) to getting 31 touches in week two as Gainwell was out, and I believe Penny was a scratch. That week, or maybe that was the first week, but Smith was the lead week. guy because Gainwell was out, and he rushed 28 times for 175 yards. He caught three receptions for six yards. Nothing crazy there, but a total of 181 yards and a touchdown, got 25.6 fantasy points, and looked electric. And anyone who had Gainwell after week one was like, holy shit, I got the guy in, in Philly then saw this performance and said, well, I might be fucked. It might be a three-headed monster, two-headed monster. I don't know. Maybe Swift goes back to getting zero points again. I don't know. But this performance in Week 2 was stellar, and maybe was the best rushing performance we've seen this year. Maybe. Yeah. 175 yards? I think McCaffrey had 152 Week 1. I think that might be the closest.
2: 175 is better. Um, Joshua Swift getting 31 touches. In the past, like, five years, can you guys tell me another running back who had 31 touches
1: besides, like, Derrick Henry?
2: I was going to say they, Derrick Henry. No. Um,
1: I maybe, probably McCaffrey. There was probably a game where they gave him the ball, like, a 20-plus times I and think then some receptions. The or thing like was... yeah, Probably maybe. Saquon, too.
0: I think the like thing was check? is that it wasn't even maybe essentially their game plan that they were going to run DeAndre Swift that much. I think the thing was, is that the Vikings were trying to defend the pass so much and they were leaving, you know, holes in the defensive line for him to run through. I mean, like a lot of those runs, DeAndre Swift got into the second level basically untouched. You know what I'm saying? And and like they were like they were daring them to run. And Philadelphia said, OK, we'll run. So now here's the thing with that. Right, we talk about week one, Kenneth Gainwell,
2: DeAndre Swift getting, I think, 0.8 fantasy points. Week one, Rashad Penny also being a healthy scratch, okay? So no Gainwell, which means now Rashad Penny is playing. And now there's two sides of this. There's the DeAndre Swift owners who are saying, oh, man, do I roll out DeAndre Swift on a Thursday night after he just got 0.8 points? I know there's no Gainwell, but can I trust that? Hmm, let's find out. And we either put him in our lineup or you're playing it safe and saying, "Mm, I don't know if I trust that. Then there's the other side, the Rashad Penny owners, who say, okay, no Kenny Gainwell. DeAndre Swift only got .8 points in week one. That means why don't they try out Rashad Penny and see how he does? And um, a tale of two running backs, because it was all DeAndre Swift. Like I said, 31 touches is unprecedented unless your name is Derrick Henry. It's not like, like DeAndre Swift was getting fed, and he was running all over them, but like he wasn't coming off the field. I didn't yeah. see Rashad Penny on the field until one drive in the third quarter, and I was like, okay. Now, sorry suckers like me who had started Penny in another league, thinking the thought process that I just had, I was getting upset. Like He wasn't on the field until the third quarter. DeAndre Swift didn't even have a chance to get water after running all over the Vikings until the third quarter. And I think that's what's most surprising. Because especially with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been known to be running back by committee with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, we usually see a rotation
1: of running backs in there. It was all DeAndre Swift. Yeah, this this does not answer the question really fully between Gainwell and Swift. Because we haven't seen, we just don't know how this is going to react. But what we do know for sure is that Penny is useless. He, so that think. was the best chance he was going to have and nothing. So it's between Swift and Gainwell to me. And I honestly, we don't know. We don't know. You know until next week when
2: Swift gets hurt and then Penny comes in and does it thing. That'd know? be and crazy. Start him. That'd be crazy.
0: Mason, right, Mason. you us
2: the show of the week.
0: All right, my stellar star of the week is none other than Brian Robinson Mm. from the Washington Commanders, who finished with a total of 27.9 fantasy points uh, via 18 carries for 87 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and two receptions for 42 yards. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Damn. Brian Um, Robinson? Yeah, said Stellar. I would say. I would say Stellar. In fact, I did because he's my Stellar Star of the Week. And nice. real quick, I feel like we just got to give a shout out to because he broke the record for most passes caught by a rookie in their first two games in the history of the NFL. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because we got to talk about him.
1: 35 targets in two weeks. What the fuck?
0: I don't know. A rookie.
1: He he's basically Cooper Cup. And if you combine the names, you could do like Puka na Cooper Cup or know, know, Cooper Kapuka Nuka. No, Kapuka Nukua. Cooper Kapuka Nukua. What'd you what?
0: just call
1: me? <laughs> but um I love his name. And holy shit, he's unstoppable. I mean, but even two choo outwells getting fed. Well, first of all i want you to apologize i want you to apologize to cooper cup for a second no absolutely not. you just called him cooper cup he's
2: not cooper cup listen he's getting cooper cup volume but he's not he's not like scoring like cooper cup
1: Mm. sure he's not getting touchdowns yet that's what i mean but come on so so apologize 15 15 receptions was... for 147 yards Again. touchdowns didn't happen I'm sorry that, that's not I, a, I, I a given the... thing
2: well, well Craig just said in the chat dude Cooper, Cooper, Cooper Cup won the triple crown and one of those triple crowns is touchdowns you can have receptions and yards that's all fine and dandy
1: what did we start the podcast off of? what was the moral of the beginning of this episode it's only week two anything right. can happen that's true I'm just saying
2: I mean, I, well you say you called him Cooper
1: Cup and I just wanted you to apologize Cooper Cup that's Listen, disrespect. Justin Jefferson has no touchdowns either. He's doing great. Yeah. 100, 150 yards every so week. It, That's so what Nuku be... is doing. All right, so why don't you compare him to Justin Jefferson? Don't... Why don't you call him Justin Jefferson? Because we're on the Rams, right. and and he's basically filling in for Cooper Cup. But the only question is, what happens when, assuming he does come back, when Cooper Cup comes back? Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, Stafford is feeding Tutu as well. So, mm. Two wide receivers can eat, I guess. Not uh, a lot of you... uh, Higby vision. No. But I got to say, this team's looking good, fantasy-wise. Kyron Williams, who had like – I think Kyron Williams had 10 receptions himself last week. Um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about crazy. these guys in a bit. But, look, what's crazy to me – I'm sorry, six receptions. I think he had 10 targets. What's crazy to me is that as well as Kyron can do 2-2 and Nakula, Stafford – continues to be not startable <laughs> it's like how can stafford facilitate all of this and yet not what be does, startable what's he hasn't his, even scored uh, 15 points yet he hasn't no wild. he's he's getting he's 300 plus yards but only one touchdown a game that's the big difference absolutely ah. wild but anyway um that was um that was stellar
2: stars of the week brought to you by Red rumble vibrators for the job your man or woman started Amazing
0: yeah boy it's time for fuck, fuck of the week uh, brought to you by PB&J lube. if you're gonna get fucked you might as well use lube boys yeah boy who are your choices cause you didn't let me know so I'll have to <laughs> pick off of uh, off of what you two don't pick so go first <laughs> um give you the honors
2: we're gonna go i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look at my team real quick let's go dalvin cook jamar chase oh oh am i I picking are we each picking one i think think that's what we're doing yeah all right i'll pick dalvin cook really okay yeah, just because um, no nobody should be getting a negative. Plus it's a
1: defense. That's true. That's true. Even that could be argued. Um, I will go with Jamar Chase. Thanks. Um, five for 31, and that's it. Okay, 5.6 points.
2: Dalvin Cook had seven rushing yards, five receiving yards, one reception, and a fumble resulting in negative .3. You'd be better off starting me this week. And Dalvin
0: Cook. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm actually gonna go, I'm gonna go Alexander Madison. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Alexander Madison, first of all, in talking about this, I think we need to talk about what happened to him after the game. Cause uh I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently he was getting like uh people were like hurling like Racial shit at him and like, oh yeah, he should Philadelphia die.
2: at an Eagles game.
0: No, no, in no, his DMs. <laughs> oh, like people probably were from Philly think like, oh, you kidding. should die. Like, hold on to the no, ball. It's fucking probably piece of shit.
1: fantasy owners. Oh yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah,
2: unless it's, it's just Viking still is not fans. okay. <laughs> no, not not okay. But it's but, I
0: yeah, but people he did crazy. have for the record, and it's, this does not justify what those people said. He had a bad night. Um, you know, I think it's we're getting we're starting to get to the point a little bit, kind of like with Jameer Gibbs, where we're questioning his usage. Uh, we're starting to get to the point a little bit with Alexander Madison, where we're questioning him a little bit. You know, he got eight carries, 28 yards, and uh, he had three receptions for 11 yards, but he also fumbled. Um, he finished with 3.4 fantasy points so really really terrible week from him um Chandler started getting more snaps uh I think toward the end of the game because Madison was playing so terribly so you know we already had questions going into the season would he be able to take that step now that Dalvin Cook's not there you know he was one of those handcuffs that was always highly sought after whenever he filled in for Dalvin Cook he was good um But so far in the season, he had an okay game, a very okay game week one, and then just an absolutely abysmal game in week two. Um, So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Chargers don't have a great defense. This game should probably be a shootout. Let's see if he can bounce back. Honorable mention, Brees Hall.
1: After going from 10 for 127 in week one, just a monster performance, looks great comes comes back to follow up with four for nine four carries nine yards now they couldn't run too much against dallas's defense and and they were just behind the eight ball but still you at least like to see him in the passing game especially when dalvin cook did absolutely nothing um that's a scary team and then i need to point this out josh jacobs um we could actually talk about him for a second because after being what the rb1 or two last year overall now he's falling back into what we've been seeing the past four years three years um rb just the definition of an rb2 he had eight points last week um, eight points a week one seven points this past week and in this past week he had nine carries
0: from minus two yards whoa that's crazy can you remind me who who said that was going to happen? Hmm. I take it it was you. Yes. Not a Josh believer, huh? No, yeah, dude. it's concerning. Like, he's, he had shown that. All right, look, obviously, once again, the theme of this episode is hey, it's week two. That's true. So it, this can change, obviously. But through two weeks, he's reverted to what he was prior to last year, a perennial RB2 every single year so i don't know why people are surprised by this i didn't really think it was that far out of the realm of possibility that it happened so no it was for sure um and i don't i don't
1: even think it was as hyped up as you thought it would be like you would think finishing rb2 last year he would be like one of the first three four backs off the board and he wasn't He's still drafted right now higher than he should have been I'll give you credit for that, Mason, but I feel like it just wasn't as priced in as you think it would be because there's just that stigma that Josh
0: Jacobs shouldn't be doing that. And here we are, he's not doing it. Well, there was that stigma, and then also there was a lot of questions about him with his contract going That's into the true. season. That's so you true. know, I think there was other other factors outside of necessarily his skill set that dropped him to the, you know, the tail end of the second round. Um Or even mid-round. I think he was like a mid-second round pick in our draft. Somewhere around there. Because he went up a little bit in ADP. Because he had signed his contract like right before we drafted, I remember. But regardless, I don't know. I still think there are people that went after him that I think had higher ceilings. Personally. yeah. Uh,
2: Going back to fuck of the week. I think we're going to have to change this. Because I don't want Craig picking the fuck of the week every single week. I think we're gonna have to do what about the spam to,
0: bot that just spammed our chat yeah that probably Ask has them. more of an opinion than Craig. um <laughs> my god damn
2: let me i think here's what we're gonna do from now on i think we will post a poll on x.com
0: well it's twitter
2: well it's, it's x now it's twitter well maybe to the ogs but it's x now
0: I have my color on my light, blue, in honor of Twitter right Gotcha. Um, We might have to do it the day of the pod and then reveal the results of who the people decided.
2: Because let's be honest, people don't like live entertainment on Tuesday nights, I guess, because they'd rather listen to the podcast the next day. Not to say that I don't love Craig in the chat, giving his insight, because I feel like he's becoming part of this podcast himself. Um, Yeah. I want more opinions on the fuck of the week. Because I know these players aren't just fucking us; they're fucking you too. You know, right? It's true. So
0: can uh, Craig can be our mod?
2: Yeah. So who's it gonna <laughs> be? be, Craig? Who's the fuck
0: of the week? I think he said. Who do you say earlier? I think he said earlier he changed his vote to Chase. All right. So Chase and ace. it is. Mar Chase. All right, Glenn, didn't you say you had a game for us? I do. Do you want to tell us, our viewers, once again, what (laughs) Fuck of the Week was brought to you by? Oh, yeah, sorry. That segment, Fuck of the Week, was brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. You might might as as well. Come on, man.
2: Every year, boys, after week two, because we like the first two weeks of football so much, and because we like football is like a it's a reactionary sport. You know, game happens on Sunday, you have a whole week to talk about it until the next week. Now, it could be some overreactions, it could be some underreactions. This is a little game we like to call gas or cash. Which means, boys, like always. I'm going to rattle off some names, and you're going to tell me if they're gas, meaning their first two-week performances uh, are nothing really to buy into and that they're not going to continue this throughout the season, or if they're cash, and you should cash in on them because this trend of fantasy performances is likely to continue throughout the 2023 season. Are you guys ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. Yep. All right. All right. Number one on gas or cash. We've already been talking about him a little bit, but it's going to be him wide
1: receiver from the Los Angeles Rams. Pukinokua. I mean, I think the name speaks for itself. The fact that he can go means that he is in that echelon with Cooper cup. And You can say it's just because Cooper Cup's not there, but I doubt it because you don't get 35 targets just for showing up. You need to earn those targets and he gets a shit ton of receptions too. And that's because he finds a way to get open. I think we have to just understand that it's not that Stafford's just forcing it to him because he's in the number one role. It's because he's finding a way open and I don't think that's going to change just because Cooper Cup returns. It might hurt Tutu Atwell, but I don't think it's going to hurt Nakua. I, I want, am dead set on him. So you're saying cash?
2: Cash, yeah, sorry. Cha-ching. I want to I say that um, I also I have fantasy point numbers for the first two weeks and their current ranks. Week one, Puka Nakua in half-point PPR got 16.9 fantasy points. and week two, he got 22.6. Which is with good no enough,
1: touchdowns,
2: with no touchdowns, which is good enough to make him currently the number three wide receiver in fantasy football.
0: What the fuck? Crazy! Maybe. I should have bid more. I'm, I'm, um, I'm also going cash on him, um, because, look, obviously I'm biased. He's on my team, but I think, like Souza said. I think the thing that gives me the greatest confidence is number one, we don't know when Cooper Cup's coming back. I know or he's if. on IR. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If he comes back, because for all intents and purposes, a lot of people, and I think probably the Rams included, thought that they were going to suck ass this year and they weren't probably going to be competitive because um, they have a lot of young guys on defense there. Um, you know, it finally caught up to them, all of those draft picks that they traded to win now and get their Super Bowl with Matt Stafford, you know. Um, So I think a lot of people are, you know, me and Glenn definitely, Suze, I guess not so much, thought that they were going to blow ass this year. Um, And they've at least, you know, the thing that I think is really encouraging and the reason why I just want to talk about this quick, that I didn't start him last week is because, number one, he had an oblique injury, he had an injury designation going into Sunday, right? He said he was going to play, and I was like, okay, but he's still playing the 49ers defense, 49ers defense, which is one of the best defenses in football. Um, So I didn't feel confident, especially after one week. You know, how many guys have we seen put up a great week one? Sammy Watkins, okay, oh, no, and then absolutely so cool. shit the bed for the rest of the season. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. Because I heard in the preseason that you know he was making a little bit of noisy camp, so I was like, you know what I'll pick him up no, I bl- What you didn't just you didn't just pick him up okay you bid seventy five dollars fat on him
2: yeah which was I, six six more dollars than I bid. I just want to say that.
1: yeah you were serious when you said sixty nine dollars I him? was a
2: hundred and ten percent serious <laughs> I bid sixty nine dollars on him because I said, huh, you know if nobody you know puts that much on him, that's gonna be funny when I get him for sixty nine dollars
1: people are gonna say nice. So he's not oh. just cash. He's $75. He's
0: $75 cash. Go ahead. But, but no, I, I, like I said, and then he he put in another great game against the 49ers. Like, I, I shouldn't say, like, I didn't believe in him. I did to a certain extent. It was like one of those things. Rookie see rookies are in general, are volatile as fantasy commodities, right? You'll have a guy put up a, a week first where he puts up like fucking 20 points and then the next week he puts up like three you know what i mean it's very hit or miss i feel with rookies so i picked i put all that money in because i i thought i think he has high upside i don't know when cooper cup's coming back um and even if cooper cup does come back i don't think tutu atwell is going to be eating into those targets it's going to then it's going to be cooper cup and Puka Nakua instead, Puka. and Tutu Atwell will be relegated to the sideline.
1: Puka, Puka, you know what I'm Puka. saying?
0: And if anything, some Samoan if, shit. If anything, <laughs> Cooper Cup coming back in, in some ways helps Puka Nakua because he's going to be open more. Obviously, teams are going to focus on him now because he's starting to make a name for himself and he's had a good two weeks. So people are going to focus on him. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. But I think right now, oh, and also if Matthew Stafford stays healthy, that's a big, uh, yeah. a big thing as well. Uh, that goes up yeah, so. I'm I'm gonna say cash,
2: uh for Puka Nakua because, um, again, volume the target share doesn't go unnoticed, and Matthew Stafford loves to target the shit out of his best receivers, and right now Puka Nakua is his best receiver. Tutu Atwell is doing fine in the absence of Cooper Cup. But you're right, Mason, even if Cooper Cup does come back, I don't see um, Nakua going anywhere. I mean, you might, you might not get the fancy output, like the number three wide receiver in football right now, um, but he's still going to be relevant to this offense. He has cash. Number two on Gas or Cash, we're going to talk about his teammate, running back Kyron Williams, who in two weeks throughout the season so far, has scored 17.4 fantasy points in week one and 25 points even in week two. And that's good enough to be the number two running back in fantasy football. Gentlemen, gas
1: or cash? I got to go cash on this one. Cam Akers is looking to be traded. Like, it's his backfield. Um, So why is anything going to change? Cash. Cash.
0: Um, 10 targets I mean, last week. The fuck? I mean, look, I'm going to say cash for one reason, and it's something that you just mentioned, Glenn. I think it's volume. You know what I mean? If Cam Akers isn't there, realistically, he's the guy. You know what I mean? There's not really anyone else in that backfield that is worrisome to take that job. If they're getting rid of Cam Akers, that means that they have confidence in Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams is going to get that volume. Kyron Williams can be used in the pass game. We saw this weekend he can get receptions, and that makes him a very diverse back. So I want to say
2: in two weeks he's had three touchdowns, one in week one, two last week. Um, like we talked about earlier with Matt Stafford, even though all this fantasy production is happening from the Rams, it's not showing on the scoreboard for Matt Stafford. So that means it's got to come somewhere else, like in the running game with Kyron Williams. If this Rams offense continues the pace that it's at, as it should with Matt Stafford, Why not Cash? Kyron Williams.
1: Cashwin Williams. I'm sorry? Cashwin Williams.
2: Number three, another running back by the name of Brian Robinson Jr., who in two weeks has scored 13.1 fantasy points, and this week was good enough to be a stellar star of the week. With 27.9 fantasy points, making him the number three running back in fantasy football. Gentlemen,
0: I'm going to say he's cash. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be able to keep on the pace that he's on currently, but I still like him to be potentially a top 12 running back. And I think the thing is, is that we've seen – We've seen with this offense, right? The Redskins scored 35 points. Oh! The Redskins. Oh, my God. I got the dollar in a jar. I'm about to leave. What, Listen.
1: dog? Whoa, that's like two names ago.
0: I mean, Susan. <laughs> said. I forgot some, about the football team. Susan <laughs> said
1: some crazy shit on this podcast before. But what you just said, nothing like that.
0: Come on.
1: Oof. Glenn tried to flush everyone's ears out with the far button. <laughs> He's like,
2: oh,
0: like anyway, button. the commanders. Mm. Yeah. The commanders put up 35 points. The last time they did that was like, I don't know, like 10 seasons ago or something. Eric Biennami, who was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City for a very long time obviously led that offense with a lot of success uh is now, you know, making that offense look pretty decent in Washington. I think I think they're going to be pretty good. They're 2 and 0, right? What you're
2: saying is Eric Bieniemy made Patrick Mahomes.
0: I mean, if you look at the points per game between the Commanders and the Chiefs. Commanders have higher points per game right now. Whoa, whoa. And they have Eric the enemy, and the Chiefs don't. It always it's, sounds like And Sam Howe isn't making half a billion dollars. This is a lot of barnacles.
1: Every time I hear that guy's name, I automatically hear Eric the Enemy. The enemy. Like, like that's his rap name or something. What? You ever you catch Eric the Enemy's <laughs> new album? Yo, yo, yo. This uh Eric the Enemy. It's like Coming Tyler the, the Creator. Tyler the Creator, Eric the Enemy.
0: I can't, man. I Eric can't. The enemy. You um, guys ever seen that that meme? That's like, uh that's like, hey, bro, what's your street name? And instead of giving him the street, like the address to his house, he says, "Little Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but that's great. I like Little well, Jordan Humphrey. That's <laughs> your <Yeah>.
1: street name? <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, for some reason. Commanders players, I have like the least conviction on any with any of my opinions on that team. I feel like I know nothing about them. But I'm going to go with Cash. Wow. I'm going to just say Cash because I can't make a gas argument. I'm going to make a gas argument.
2: It's been two weeks. And the commanders and Eric the enemy, they haven't faced good competition. They faced the Arizona Cardinals week one. They face the Denver Broncos week two. And so help me Christ. The Denver Broncos aren't good. I They're started not. their defense. I know you did. And I'm starting to believe you. I'm starting to believe what the board says. Oh,
1: From, Sean Payton
2: doesn't play football. No. Because that team stinks. And I, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if it's Russell Wilson playing better or, or – I, I don't know. But losing at home like that to Sam Howell, Eric the Enemy, and Commanders at home. It, they
1: were up 21-0. Mile high. Was it real? That was oh – Yeah, they were up and it 21 took, nothing. It took a freaking prayer, literally, a Hail Mary, for them to even have a chance to tie the game. Broncos, I don't know if you saw that play. It was one of those – Hail Marys in the end zone. It was tapped up no, like AJ Green, left. and they got, I left yeah, yeah. at that point. I was disgusted. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, it was like a seventy-yard bomb, and then they caught I thought it. That, but they had
0: to go for two to tie it, and they failed. I thought that for a second it was Jerry Judy, and I almost shit myself. I was like Brandon uh, Johnson or something like, shit, yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna,
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say gas because, like I said, schedule is gonna get harder for the Commanders. They're gonna start facing better teams with better defenses. Uh, not to say I don't like Brian Robinson Jr. He could be a solid RB two, you know, from here on out. That being said, if, if Antonio Gibson, you know, doesn't do anything to steal his thunder, or if Sam Howell doesn't start to get going more in the passing game with McLaurin, Jahan Dotson and company, um, I'm I'm not. it's gas twenty seven point nine in week two, absolute gas. He's not going to have a performance like that for the rest of the season. I don't know. That's what I think. Fair enough. Next on the list is wide receiver from the Houston Texans, Nico Collins. In week one, got 11 points. But in week two, got 24.1, which is good enough for him to be the number seven wide receiver in fantasy. Is Nico Collins
1: gas or cash? Ah, oh. what does Mason always say? They got to throw to someone, mm. someone um, has to catch the ball, someone has to catch the ball. And it's he's been doing pretty well. They uh, Tank Dell is there, he had a good performance last week. Robert Woods is kind of like a safety blanket kind of guy, not a huge ton of upside, but I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna go with cash, as in you can play him. Uh, this week, week until Every until week. he shows otherwise. Right. Right now, I would say, yeah, like he is fine in, in the lineup um, as a flex. You know, I think he I think he's going to do well. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Stroud has been looking decent.
2: I would say catch as well, based on the argument that in Houston, somebody's going to catch the ball. Yeah. And it's not going to be Dalton Schultz. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Robert Woods. It uh, could be Tank Dell. I like him as a rookie. But Nico Collins, I think we've been waiting for him to do something, and this could be the year that he finally does something.
1: So there were two rookies this year named Tank, Tank Bigsby, yep. and Dell. Okay.
0: And Tank Dell. Yep, two Tanks. Two well, Tanks. Um, the difference is Tank Bisbee's name is actually Tank, whereas Tank Dell's name is since Nathaniel. Tank is just a nickname. Um, oh, it's a street a name. name. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Mason yeah, knows exactly. that has this knowledge. I didn't know that,
0: dude. Uh, I'm telling you, man.
1: Can so you Tank Bigsby's birth certificate says Tank. I think so.
2: It's Got not short for anything.
1: And what's Dax's first name?
2: Rain. Rain. I don't know why you wouldn't use that.
1: It's intimidating.
2: Rain. People probably made fun of him, called him Rain Man when he was a kid. All right. Um, there's actually a lot of names like that in football where their first names are something crazy, and they go by nicknames or street names, if you will. I saw a video on it on Facebook, and uh oh. pretty wild. It's like 15 players. Anyways, um, did you say gas or cash for Nico Collins, Mason?
0: I did not Go ahead. I was too busy dancing with bean uh, um our our listeners don't know what that means, uh that's my cat, yeah, thank you <laughs> you can see her, she's very cute if you watch live on yep. Twitch, yeah, I'm pimping my cat out, whatever huh. oh she's she's mo- she's motivating, okay, she's in my anyway, um thank you, bean, so. I'm gonna see. It's tough because, like, you know, you guys said you guys said cash. Do you say cash, Glenn? I said cash. Yeah. Okay. Beans. Fuck, Beans. Trying to fix my internet right now. <laughs> fuck with my router. Um. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've said cash for everyone. I don't want to buy in on every single fucking person. I'm gonna say gas. I'm gonna say gas. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to say gas is not necessarily because I don't believe in Nico Collins, but I think, I don't know, man, I just don't trust the Texans. And I feel like they're one of those teams that they got some stinkers in them for sure. And, um, the principle of you guys, someone has to catch the ball is kind of, you know, double edged, right? Someone has to catch the ball. But if it was like one guy, who's good, but the rest of the fucking offense sucks. Then you know, that one guy is going to be the guy who catches the ball. But mm. in this case, there are multiple guys who could catch the ball that are pretty mm. decent. Yeah. So, someone's going to catch the ball, but it might not always be the same someone. That's true. You feel me? Um and I just don't know if there's really going to be a super huge amount of um sustainability from CJ Stroud in his rookie season. It's a lot to ask for him to give you, you know, I don't know, maybe the same guy every single week popping the fuck off. You know what I mean? I feel like they might kind of like who's open. Uh, Don't want to make mistakes, you know, be safe, that kind of stuff.
2: Gotcha. Next on our list is wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings rookie jordan addison week one 14.1 points week two 14.7 points two big play touchdowns one in each week and that's good enough to make him the number 13 wide receiver in fantasy gentlemen gas or cash
0: cash 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 why um you own him don't you i i do own him in craig's league but I'm, I'm no, I'm serious. Even if I didn't have any stock in him, no, you were pretty
1: excited. Like really, no, excited. I'm,
0: I mean, yeah, well, because I don't have to see KJ Osborne take the field anymore. Every time that guy gets a target, I die. I lose five years off of my life. What do you mean? You won't see him take the field. Is he hurt or you no? what do you mean? I'm just saying. So the thing is Jordan Addison, once again, rookie wide receiver. He's being integrated into the offense slowly. He only comes out in certain packages. He's only been on the field in certain packages, yet he has put up 14 points in both games, and he's not even fully integrated into the offense yet. Eventually, no. he will take K.J. Osborne's spot, because I think Jordan Addison is still technically the third wide receiver, but and K.J. Osborne is wide receiver too. But K.J. Osborne smells and i say this with all the love and respect in my heart he's not good okay i know he got a touchdown last week i could have caught that touchdown last week there was no one within 20 yards of him okay Good. how many times are the vikings going to get into the red zone and not Target Justin Jefferson. This is a separate conversation, but I need to get it off my chest since we're talking about the Vikings. I am going to pull my hair out as a Justin Jefferson owner. I know he puts up twenty points still without touchdowns, but if he had touchdowns, he'd be unstoppable. So he was close,
1: right? He fumbled
0: right like right at the goal line. Yeah, which I but hate. That wasn't rule that wasn't either. a red zone. I fucking play. hate that rule. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It being a touchback, dumb rule. Anyway, once Jordan Addison takes KJ Osborne's spot. Then you have the duo of Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. That's going to be deadly. And I think I don't, I don't, I don't see plus Hawkinson. I don't see how he's, he doesn't sustain this. So here's my
1: take. Hmm. So if you open the door, we'll say Jordan Addison is in the room on the other side of this door. Okay. And you're going to open it and you're either going to see cash or gas. Yeah. I believe you open that door, there's going to be a cloud of smoke, I guess, in your face, like you're opening the dishwasher right after it ended. Cloud of smoke, got a bunch of gas. And then in a little bit, the gas is going to clear out, and it's going to be a big pile of money sitting in the room. Because <laughs> I think, to Mason's point, he's not in the field a ton. Week one, 56% of snaps. Week two, 69% of snaps. Hey, hey yo. It went up. It went up. But four receptions, three receptions. He got lucky with a couple deep ball touchdowns. Just one play made the whole week. Um, not only take away the touchdown, but take away the 30 plus yards that he got during that touchdown. I think he's definitely set for some disappointing weeks. But over time, I think Mason's right. He will phase out KJ Osborne and he will be a really good number two option. As we saw, Thielen was a great option for uh, with Justin Jefferson for a year or two. I think Addison will step into there. So uh, basically short-term gas, long-term cash.
2: I'm going to say gas. And taking both of your arguments into consideration, um, I think he is good. I think he does have big play potential. However, I just don't think it happens this season. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, KJ Osborne along with Justin Jefferson. I don't think Alexander Madison can possibly th- be this bad all year, which means I don't think Kirk Cousins will have to do as much as he has been doing the first two weeks, which means, sure, like you said, Souza, Addison's good for that one big play touchdown. And uh, similar to a Rashid Shahid last year, Rashid Shahid this year getting more involved in the offense. Last year, Rashid Shahid had multiple big play touchdowns or big play chunks. And I think that's what Jordan Addison brings to this offense. Um, Next year, however, if we have this conversation again, I think that's the time to go all in on Addison. Um, I just think it could happen. But if you continue to wait and wait and wait for it, he might string together weeks of two points, three points, four points. And then it's just, if you keep having them in your lineup as that boomer bust flex, I think you're going to be disappointed more than you are going to be happy with this uh, Vikings offense. But then again, it depends on Kirk. So right now, yes. I know Craig loves that opinion. Up next, he's going to love this one too. Hunter Henry, tight end for the New England Patriots. Week one. 14 I'm sorry yeah 14.1 points week two 14.2 points good enough to be the number two tight end in fantasy football honor Henry on your New England Patriots gas
1: or cash I'm gonna go cash yeah I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say a touchdown every week but he's involved and even if you strip out those touchdowns he's still getting what Eight points, eight points a week as like a floor from a tight end. That's pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Let's bring him up. So he's on the field a bunch, six targets week one, seven targets week two, five receptions, six receptions, 50 yards in both games. That's really solid. That's a solid floor. Then you throw on the touchdowns on top of that. That makes it a great week. But I think he has a, a good tight end floor. We always knew he's been talented. Just hasn't really came to fruition all the time. I think it is now, and I'm going to say cash. Start them every week.
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to go cash, too, but that's simply because of how volatile uh, the tight end position is. So, I mean, like, you look at the top, the top tight ends that were taken this year, and, I mean, like, Kelsey and Andrews were both hurt week one. Um, They had okay games this past week. Uh, but... I think the thing about the Patriots is that when we saw week one, the wide receiver they targeted was Kendrick Bourne. Uh, week two, Deion uh Devontae Parker was the one that was targeted the most. But Hunter Henry was consistent in both weeks with the amount of target share that he got. Um, and I think Mac Jones and this offense, now that Bill O'Brien's back, um, I believe it was his he was the offensive coordinator, if I remember correctly, when uh the Patriots had both Hernandez and Gronk. Um, he liked a lot of two uh, two tight end sets. Now they have Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki. Love your cat, Souza. Um, if you just stopped, to, if
1: if you're watching live, I moved my camera, and if you looked closely, I actually wasn't wearing pants, and I revealed that. But anyway, I didn't
0: even notice. Continue. We could
1: have, we could have gone on <laughs> that.
0: Oh shit. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, is like I think he'll always be involved, in, provided he stays healthy. He'll be involved in the offense, um, can like all the time. You know what I mean? I think he'll be a reliable option for Mac Jones. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna say cash. I'm gonna say cash.
2: I'm gonna say cash too. Short and sweet. Tight end position sucks. And uh, any consistent play from a tight end, good, consistent play. Because we know the bad consistent, yep. and that comes from Kyle Pitts. Um, good, consistent play. I mean, you can't, you can't ask for anything more from tight ends. And that's what Hunter Henney's doing for the first two weeks. Don't see it changing, because I don't think there's a pass catcher on the Patriots that's better than him, quite honestly. So, yeah. Next on the list, another pass catcher, but on the Detroit Lions. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds, week one scores ten points. Even week two, follows it up with a two touchdown performance with twenty one point one fantasy points. He's currently the number ten wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah.
1: Finally, I can confidently say, gas. <laughs> I don't trust it, especially if you're if the if the bar is top ten wide receiver, that's not happening. Almonra is dealing with a possible turf toe injury failed to mention that in the news so maybe he has more opportunity in the short term this week but i'm not i'm not trusting that shit we've seen him do stuff before for a couple weeks it never lasts Um, uh, you know what I, while mason does his take i'm gonna check his last
0: year game log and, and find you a couple good weeks All right, good. Luck. um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go gas too um <laughs> And I think that's mostly because, like Souza said, you have Amon Ross St. Brown on that offense. He's going to take the majority of the targets. Obviously, you know, if he's hurt for a considerable amount of time, that'll change. But don't forget, they're also getting Jamison Williams back in week seven, and he ideally will slot in and take those targets away from Josh Reynolds so that Josh Reynolds won't really be a key part um, of that offense. Sam LaPorta will continue to grow in that offense as well. Jameer Gibbs will continue to grow in that oh. offense as well. I think he will. But, I yeah, like Susan said, I just don't believe it. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll be wrong, but I don't believe it. I found some numbers here. Last year,
1: week one was a bad game, but week two, check out this stretch. 11 points, 12 points, 17 points, 12 points. That's four weeks in a row, in over double double digit points in the teens. About, and then two points, two points, injured for three weeks, four weeks actually. Then he comes back, three points, 13, thirteen, zero, four, one, two. That's Josh Reynolds. Alright, just checking. Uh, you smell up?
2: No. That's unanimous gas. Ooh, the worst
1: kind of gas.
2: Yeah, good two weeks from Josh Reynolds, but everything both of you boys just said um, doesn't really make a case for him for the long term. Wide receiver won numbers through week one and week two, but I don't see it for a full season. However, next on our list is a defense. Matter of fact, it's the number one defense. It's the Dallas Cowboys defense slash special teams. Week one, getting a whopping 35 points against the New York football giants. Week two, getting 16 points against the New York Jets. Now, I asked gas or cash, but I want to ask another question. Does this Dallas, Dallas Cowboys defense have a chance to be like 2019 Patriot esque or 2018? What year was it i think it was 19.
0: that's correct no it was Brady's yeah. last
2: year 2019 so yeah defense on dallas has looked crazy so i asked you is it gas or cash can you cash in on this cowboys defense can you rely on them to be one of your top scorers each and every week
1: i'm with this um i'm with this guy who just mentioned in the chat uh the defense on dallas has looked crazy and they are right And I'm going to say cash because the thing with the Patriots elite defense that year was the schedule. And as soon as the bye week came and they started facing good teams, that defense came back to reality pretty hard. So I looked at Dallas's schedule. Yes, they face the 49ers. The Chargers are a decent offense. The Eagles. But that's really it. So we're talking like three games. I and actually Bills. But the, yeah, Buffalo. They 15. I don't but I don't think it's that bad from like the offense that they're playing. They have the Cardinals next, they have the Patriots after that. They have um the Giants again, the Panthers, Washington, Seattle, Detroit, Washington again. I mean, even Tua, the Dolphins, they play the Dolphins, I don't think I think they can stop them. I mean, there are some decent offenses like the Rams, like the Chargers, but I could easily see those offenses being stifled by a Cowboys defense. I'm like, oh, shit. Like maybe Puka doesn't get 15 receptions against Dallas because they're just that good of a defense. So Cash and unlike the Patriots defense, I think they're going to remain pretty
0: consistent all year long. Um, I would – I'm going to say cash ultimately. Um, but I think, um, chatter brings up a good point, um, where they ask the question, are they going to be able to stay healthy? Glenn, I think, you know, as a Cowboys fan, that has been a problem for a lot of guys on that defense for the last few years is they've had a lot of talent, but usually they suffer some injuries along the way. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things. But I think like Susa said though, their their cornerback room is or their defensive back room is insane. The fact that you have Stefan Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs on one side of the field and the other is crazy. That's nasty. I think like that's in it's insane how how much talent they have on that defense. And I think they're going to be pretty consistent too. Um, I think the thing about the Patriots defense is that we saw, and it's, that's been a thing that their defense has done for the past few years. We've seen it. They beat up on, on bad teams and they get, you know, points against teams that have lackluster offenses, but against teams that are actually good and have good quarterback play, they get this not kicked out of them but I don't think that's going to happen to Dallas because I think they actually do legitimately have a good defense. I'm going to say cash. Not just saying this because I
2: am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, Sure. First two weeks you face Daniel Jones in a monsoon. Second week you face Zach Wilson. Of course your defense is going to play good. You're expected to play good. You are the Dallas Cowboys. You have arguably um, defensive player of the year candidate, Micah Parsons. Like you said, all pro cornerbacks and Trayvon Diggs and, Stephon Gilmore. Um, Most importantly, though, and person that doesn't get talked about enough is Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. Um, He's got these guys playing well. Like, they're attacking. Dan Quinn, as a defensive coordinator over the past two years, the Cowboys have led the league in takeaways, back-to-back seasons. It's been a while since the defense has done that. And I don't see anything stopping this Cowboys defense and as far as a fantasy standpoint they're a defense who could possibly be matchup proof I mean you think about week to week and saying ah do I want to start this defense defense is good, like a Ravens defense against a high-powered offense like the Kansas City Chiefs would you start them I don't know they might they might have a good D here and there but I don't like that matchup but I feel like Dallas week in week out no matter who's on the schedule has a chance to get you more points than any other defense in the league. Yeah,
1: Especially it's not it's so not far. gonna be oh cowboys D faces the Chiefs. Shit. No, it's the Chiefs oh, are shit. facing the Cowboys D. Right, Fuck. Right. <laughs> because they're gonna right. they're either gonna be the constant, I think, and not the other way around. So yeah,
2: uh, we're all cashing on Cowboys D. Um, two more guys on the list, and then we'll move on to Pick Skin Pick'ems. James Cook, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Week one, 8.3 points. Week two, 17.9 points. Good enough to make him RB12 for the year. Now, Mason, is on your team. So bias aside, are you cashing on this James Cook consistency for the year? Does he have floors in RB2 with RB1 upside? Or can Damien Harris sneak in and take away some touches? You know, is are we gonna see him start to decline
0: as the year goes on? Um, personally, I don't think so. Um, I think James Cook is is one of those guys. He's getting the volume, he's in a great offense. Um, and I think the Bills talked about it this offseason where they wanted to make it a point to incorporate James Cook more into their offense because he uh, because they don't want Josh Allen to run the, have to run the ball as much. Because we've seen over the past few years, Allen has kind of taken a beating. You know, granted, he's a mobile quarterback. That is likely to happen. But if you want to have a franchise quarterback, you got to protect that guy to some extent. And having him be your primary source of uh yards on the ground is not a good recipe for keeping that guy as your franchise quarterback. So I think the fact that they're um, incorporating James Cook into the offense is great. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get a lot of touchdowns, but I think we've seen through the first two weeks that he doesn't necessarily need to get touchdowns to be able to give you a good week, Um, especially where he was being drafted. I think I want to say I took him in the fifth or sixth round. So, I mean, and he's putting up consistent rb RB. Uh, two with high RB one upside numbers. I'll take that every day. Um, and haven't really, I don't think he's had like he's been like unleashed yet, quote unquote. I, I'm, and for the record, let me just talk about this for one second. I am fine with them giving Damian Harris touchdown, uh, touches. Okay. Damian Harris was a good, was a decent back for the Patriots. Whatever. I am so sick of seeing Latavius Murray in the red zone. I want to vomit when he comes onto the field. And he gets – he got a touchdown this past week. But every fucking play, man, he just gets stuffed for a loss. And it's so annoying. It's like, dude, why did you sign Damian Harris if you're going to run Latavius Murray? What are you doing?
2: Maybe. And you know, to factor this in. Maybe Latavius Murray has something that Damian Harris doesn't have. Maybe something that maybe even
0: James Cook doesn't have. You know what that is? Uh, the heart. ability to shell, sell car insurance? Because that's what he should be doing. No.
2: Susan said it. Heart. going to have heart to be a running back. Maybe Latavius Murray is showing that weekend, week out of practice. So, so we'll say your cash.
1: Susan, what do you think? I'll go with cash too. I like, cool. his, um, I like his – I like his um, – what's the word? His heart? Yes, his heart. His, his usage in the passing game. His ball? I like, yep. He has six targets, four tar- ten total targets so far, eight total receptions so far. I don't like his snap percentage being only 59% in both weeks. I don't like how the red zone seems to go to other people or even like a two-minute drill. I don't think he's out there for the two-minute drill. Um, but he's good. He's he, and he showed last week that he should be the guy for that team. And I think he's, the talent's going to win out more often than not.
2: Cool. I'm going to go cash
1: too. I think the bills have too good of an offense for James
2: Cook to not be a factor. Damien mean, Harris say what you want about him, but Harris, Latavius Murray, both touchdown dependent guys. They don't have the receiving floor that James Cook has. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be a substantial RB, two. And I think you're right, Mason. He's going to have some weeks where he is an RB1.
1: And last but not least. We have agreement who? in the chat. Cash. Cash all around. Cash. He says, Money I'm for James everyone. Having sure
2: troubles running, running in about five games this year. I think it will be in the past game as well. Is cash. Unanimous cash. Last but not least, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, Anthony Richardson. Week one. fantasy points week two 17.74 fantasy points but he got removed from the game in the second quarter with a concussion this he still had a good day (laughs) he he still had a better day than most quarterbacks no he still had enough fantasy points to make him the number seven quarterback for two weeks in football are we cashing in on anthony richardson
1: or is it yes
0: cash yeah
1: so this is like cat this is good cash but like it's it's dirty money it's like drug money to where it's great when you have nice cold hard cash but it could get taken away from you if you're not careful and so far he's not being careful he's gotten hurt both weeks and great rushing upside he has three rushing touchdowns already and you love that in fantasy but he's getting hurt and Although he can do well, I think he he can also get taken away from you, too. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to say cash, too.
2: And chat thinks cash, too, as well. I'm going to ask you a question. If he stays healthy for the rest of the year, does he have a better fantasy season than Justin Fields?
0: Yes. I would say so, Um, because I'm with both of you guys. I think he has ridiculous upside rushing the ball. I mean, he's a freak. Like, he's a freak. I'm, he had, like, the fastest 40 time in uh the, the combine this year, didn't he? Or, like, something crazy, like he was a super freak in the combine, if I remember correctly. But regardless... I think the thing that's different about him that I've noticed when I've seen him play, and I mean, I'm not watching a shit ton of Colts football, but in what I've seen in red zone, he looks a little bit more comfortable in the pocket than Justin Fields does to me. Whereas like Justin Fields is like very, he looks like real quick at his options. And then if no one's there, he's taken off and he's running. Whereas Richardson has obviously taken opportunities to run, but he looks, you know, he's a little bit more patient, I think. And then he'll, you know, Look for an outlet if if there's nothing there for him, um, but there's also like designed runs, you know what I mean. So I I think the upside's there, especially if Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back. I mean, I guess even if he does, that would probably help him in uh you know uh in QB Reed situations. But I I mean I think he has a good upside.
2: I mean we know we know what Justin Fields can do, as we saw last year. I'm saying that Anthony Richardson has the potential to do exactly what Justin Fields did last year. And I'm not sure if Fields can duplicate it this year. Yeah, that's i well said. Um, all right. That was Gas or Cash. And oh, yeah. like I said it's only, it's only week two. So you ask us these names again in week six, it could be a completely different story. Let's move on to the pig skin. Pickums, ladies and gentlemen. Also, it's only week two, which means if uh, you're not in the pickskin pick'em and would like to be in to compete against all three
1: of the hosts of the Stellar Show the podcast, you can. Yeah, I'm doing you terrible. Know? So oh, yeah. you probably won't take long to pass me up. I'm 17 and 15, 60% win percentage, doing terribly. I'm in first place, baby. Let's see. Mason's the one to beat right now. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: pick, it's Pickskin Pickums on ESPN.com/slash/fantasy. Join the group, the Stellar Sheller podcast, and if you have a better score than any three or all three of us at the end of the year, you win the special grand prize. So that's how it goes. I'm 18 and 14, Susan, so I'm not doing much better, but I'm
0: fourth. Mason, what are you? I am I have tw- 20 and 12. Quite 20 up two games up. Damn. Hell yeah. All right,
2: gentlemen, let's get started. Thursday Night football, we have the New York Football Giants going to San Francisco to face the 49ers. 49ers are 2 and 0, looking to become 3 and 0, and I think they will because the Me Giants too. aren't that good, although an impressive comeback against the Arizona Cardinals last week.
0: It's the Arizona Cardinals. I was watching that game for the record, and I I want you to know like I was up, right? Obviously go in my in my game against Amaral, and I was like I'm watching the game and I'm like, all right, cool. Like this game's going to end. Daniel Jones is going to get like fucking five points. Let's go. Like I'm chilling. Then I looked, I get, you know, I'm driving. Obviously me and Megan had switched on our way home from New York by that point. So I'm driving, I'm listening to the game on red zone. Megan's taking a nap in the passenger seat. And I hear like, Oh, Giants scored a touchdown. They like, you know, finally scored after being held scoreless for six quarters of football. I was like, Oh, that whatever. Right. Keep listening. And they're like, oh, the Giants scored again. And I'm like, okay, dude, what the fuck? And then uh, basically I got home. I saw Daniel Jones score that the second rushing touchdown. And I was like, dude, this motherfucker's 30 points. I was like, I can see it now. I'm going to lose to Daniel Jones and the Dolphins D is going to get like 30 points because Mac Jones stinks. Thankfully that didn't happen, but I could see the path. Um, But I'm picking the 49ers. I think the Giants smell personally. No Saquon, forget it. Yeah. Which defense, means no. which means Brock Purdy is gonna remain undefeated. In the regular season.
1: In the regular season. Hmm. The regular season. So not quite the Undertaker streak. No. Because I was Back about to course. compare it. Well, you shouldn't, because that's just
2: it's not comparable. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday. Tennessee Titans are one and one and they're traveling to Cleveland. Who just lost Nicholas Chubb.
1: Um RIP to Nick Chubb. That's right.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm going to go give it to the Titans this time around. i tell you what. Deshaun Watson,
2: I didn't watch the game. But from what I've heard and what the stat he line shows. stinks, showed, dude. He's not that good. I smell I mean, he's like he smells like 50-50 last played. night. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans. Better coach team. Uh, better running back. Sorry. and um, <laughs> Yeah, Titans on the road. Hmm. The Atlanta Falcons are 2-0, guys. And they're going to Detroit to face the 1-1 Lions, who should be 2-0,
1: but they're not. The Lions win at home. They at least beat the Chiefs, though. That's pretty big. That's like two wins right there.
2: Yeah, but are the Chiefs that good?
1: (laughs) That's a whole other topic we could talk a while about. Um, I'm going to give this one to the Lions. That's about it. Their home. Yeah. I think if Gibbs gets a good workload, I think it's really going to show to be effective, and um, I think
0: they're going to get it done here. I think this is the Gibbs breakout game. I'm picking the Lions. Although, I just want you guys to remember, I did pick the Falcons to win the NFC South. Oh, so. um, I also hope I
1: have... Detroit beats their
2: ass. that De- Desmond Ritter. Kinda of did the thing last week in that comeback win against the Packers at home. The only thing wait, I'm saying the Lions, because they're on the road. Um, B. John Robinson is the man himself.
0: He's nice, man. I mean, he I don't, I
1: don't... is a video game character. Yeah. I just I hope he think can sustain about, that those I still think about and that, stuff.
0: That jump cut he made in week one where we were all at Gomes, we're all like, out. Oh, oh. I didn't know you were chill like that.
1: He honestly he reminds me of Alvin Kamara in the early years where when he's in open field open space he's just gonna make the first guy miss guaranteed and probably the next two guys after that like it's kind of nuts.
2: Yeah, he had a run last week that was pretty insane. Where three jukes and three guys were on the ground. I was just mm-hmm. like, Yo. but <laughs> we're all we're all picking the lions? Yeah. Yeah, the lions. yeah, release the lions. Release lions. The Saints are two and zero. Not a pretty two and zero. Really. But they're 2-0. And they're going to Lambeau Field. It's not quite frozen yet. So um Packers are one and one.
1: Give me this. Give me the Packers at home in Lambeau. I like, I like what off. I'm seeing from the Packers. And yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna take this one. And I don't I like Aaron, what
0: I'm seeing from the Saints.
2: I don't either. And I hope Aaron Jones plays.
0: Do you want to know something funny? I heard on that uh uh fantasy podcast i listened to today so obviously they were talking about michael thomas was like popping the fuck off the darkness himself mm-hmm. was popping the fuck off in the uh in the first half do you want to know so they were like but then he disappeared in the second half because they had chris olave so they were like dude fair, good enough like michael thomas is is popping off chris olave is going to stink chris olave ended up finishing well though do you want to know how many targets michael thomas has in the second half through the first two games combined zero two 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 targets so like he gets targeted like a motherfucker in the first half of games and then just disappears bro
1: yeah Derek Carr squints his eyes like oh shit I thought you were number 12 my bad (laughs) and then he starts talking to Olave after that
2: yeah yeah he's there though still and he's creeping around darkness continues to grow um Man, he's, been, he's been very
0: playable. Very playable. Are we all taking the oh, pack Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Jordan loves look pretty fucking good so far. Yeah, I like him. I like him. Look I good. Like love. I'll be honest. I was I was nervous because I don't know if you remember that that relief stint he came in for uh Aaron Rodgers for like a game, uh like a year or two ago. And he did not look good. So when they were like uh Talking about him being the full time starter this year. I thought that there was a chance, like a, a slight chance that the Packers were gonna stink. Um I think are gonna I mean, hang around. <clears throat> yeah, I think so too. I think that division's kind of wide open, to be honest. I mean, the Vikings are 0-2, Green you know, Bay's one one. The Bears are not gonna win it now. No. Uh, but I mean, I think it's pretty open between the Packers, Vikings, and the Lions. So Vikings are 0-2. So I know, but they're they and their defense stinks. But they still have uh, a lot of offensive potential. So they can win in shootouts. I think the difference this year is that we're seeing all those lucky breaks they got in like one-score games. They're absolutely yes, Denver, not Denver. getting this year so far.
2: <laughs> nope. Um, the Denver Broncos were 0-2, traveled to Miami, have faced a 2-0 and AFC
0: East leading Dolphins.
2: Give me the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. at home.
0: top down there is gonna say, give me the Dolphins. We know that. Oh, you went. Where'd he go? I don't know. He just yeeted his his headphones off and ran off screen. Probably had to take a shit. <laughs> uh the LA Chargers are
2: 0-2. And the Vikings are 0-2. Which means somebody's gotta
0: get a win, right? Unless they tie. No. I'm gonna take the Chargers here. I don't know why for some reason the Vikings have uh, more percentage to win in this game. I I don't think the Chargers have Eckler. I don't care. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. I mean, look, the Vikings could not stop the run last week against uh against the Eagles. Say what you want about um, Eagles have a great Char- O line though. You mean D line? Oh no, no, yeah. no. sorry. I'm now I, I, I mean understand. their O line is best in the league. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, also, the Vikings secondary isn't good either. So, I mean, either way, I'm, the Chargers still have great wide receivers. So, I think I think it's going to be a shootout. That's what I'm trying to say. I, think, I think Kirk the Cousins gets it done. I think Justin Herbert goes
2: 0-3, and then maybe, just maybe, people will start talking about that. Because, you know, we've been talking about it for over a year now. just want to that, put that there. Give me the I Vikings agree. Vikings.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. The only two New England Patriots travel to New York to face Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. When I tell you guys this is a must win for the New England Patriots, if they don't win in New York this weekend, it is going to be a long year for Sports Talk Radio in Boston.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm picking on the
0: win. Give me the Patriots on the road. I'm picking the Patriots because I don't think their offense is going to be doing be able to do anything against the Jets defense, but I know sure as shit Zach Wilson ain't doing shit against the, the Patriots defense. So it, It's such a shame
2: because I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers light up the Patriots. Oh, me too. Twice a year. Oh, you too, yeah. I forgot you hate the Patriots.
0: Um no, I just want them to do well. And the only way they do they're gonna do well is if they finally make some changes in the organization. The only way they're gonna do that is if they suck. So Well. Huh. They're sucking right now.
2: So um, you know, the Jets haven't beaten the Patriots in the last
1: 14 meetings. Wow.
0: I'm picking the Patriots for the record. It's, it's
1: gonna be like 16 to 6. But, Patriots. Oh. Um yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe Mack gets the touchdown. But it's going to be mainly driven by uh, Zach Wilson, given the Patriots'
0: good field position, and them kicking field goals. Exactly. Pick six, maybe, maybe that offense Gross. isn't scoring. Gross. Um,
2: the Buffalo Bills are one and one, and they're traveling to Washington to face the Commanders. And I think this is the week where, if you said cash on Bijan Robinson, you might. You, i'm sorry on brian robinson Jr. whoa hey <laughs> yeah, don't yo, don't way.
1: trade for the wrong b robinson
2: <laughs> yeah don't don't do that if you just, imagine drafting <laughs> brian robinson in the first round instead of b john um, uh,
1: someone definitely would, did that somewhere which, which
2: honestly through two weeks would be better
1: <laughs>
2: well it's a good point it's a great point <laughs> but i think this is the week that brian robinson comes back down to earth i think the bills dominate on the road in washington
0: I hope so. I'm picking the Bills. Yeah, Bills. Bills.
2: Bills, o and Bills, two, Bills. The 0-2 Houston Texans traveled to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars who are coming off such a disappointing performance against the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Um, I'm going to pick the Jags to win, but I'm going to be honest. Jacksonville Jaguars are disappointing me through two weeks.
1: thought they'd be a lot better. Me too. I'm still picking them this week, but they got to step up.
2: Yeah, this has the, to be a statement the, game. They, the they Chiefs gave the them every the
1: reason to win that game last week, every chance to win it, and they, and they failed miserably. They, they nope.
2: puked even more on themselves than the Chiefs did.
1: Granted, there were like four plays that just barely went out of bounds, um, which would have well, the, probably changed the course of their score, well, including a couple difference. touchdowns. But Get those
2: plays inbounds. Make a slightly better throw, make a slightly better catch, and you win the game, and you're two and zero. It's that simple. It's true. Mason, who you picking? I'm picking the Jaguars. All right. The Indianapolis Colts are one and one, and they're going to Baltimore, who are two and zero. Baltimore's going to be three and zero because I don't That's know right. if Anthony Richardson's playing because he's got a concussion.
0: Yep. Amy Del Ravens.
2: Me too. Carolina Panthers are 0-2, and they're going to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Um Seahawks picking up a big win. The rookie in Seattle. I don't think he's gonna survive. I'm the Seahawks at home.
1: Me too. Same here.
2: Chicago Bears are going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Chiefs. And yep. I don't think Justin Fields is going to survive. People aren't talking about how good the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been, especially now they get Chris Jones back. Uh, say what you want about the Jaguars playing like shit, but Kansas City did play a good D. Um, and yeah, they did. They shouldn't have a problem doing that to Justin Fields and company at home in Arrowhead. Dallas Cowboys go on the road to Arizona to face the 0-2 Cardinals. And if the Giants can beat them – the cowboys beat the giants it's only mathematically correct that the cowboys should dismantle
1: the cardinals dismantle yes for sure all
2: right the pittsburgh steelers are one-on-one and they're traveling to las vegas to face the raiders i'll tell you what. i'm gonna give it to the raiders mm, me too the steelers defense may three is great. but their offense smells stinky yep. poopoo caca that's what that's what it smells like in Pittsburgh
0: mm-hmm
2: so give me the ladies ladies this a Sunday Night football game Who's that oh shit yeah oh it's kind of gross. gross and then Monday you got two games again is the Philadelphia Eagles or 2-0 travel to Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield's Buccaneers who are also 2-0.
1: Guys. Baker. Gotta give it to the Eagles, though. Gotta, Eagles. Do you? I have to.
2: I'll tell you what. I'm not. Whoa. Give me the Bucks at home. Give me a little bit of Baker magic. The Eagles. Like the Jaguars, haven't impressed me in two weeks. No, they Jalen haven't as
1: thrilling. But Jalen
2: Hurts haven't hasn't impressed me. So it's gonna take uh it's gonna take a lot of those QB push plays for them to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think Baker steps up to the challenge on Monday night, and they shock the world and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. No, give me the Eagles. All right. All right. LA Rams are one and one and they're going to Cincinnati
0: to face the Bengals. I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm picking the Rams. Super
2: Bowl rematch by the way from 2 years ago.
1: Mm. Same outcome, give me the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Really?
2: Burrow might what? not play. Exactly. i right, I'm 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 picking the Bengals, thinking he does play. And so help me God, if Joe Burrow stinks up to join again and the Bengals go all in three, we're gonna have some problems. We're gonna have to put it on the board. We're gonna have some problems. How many total points will be scored in Rams versus <laughs> Bengals? You already know, baby. Sixty nine. You already know, baby. Sixty nine, and then we're gonna make our way to the Eliminator Challenge. Guys, and 2 0. And oh. 2 0. Oh. Where is it
1: again?
2: It's at the top right. Let's go to the Eliminator Challenge. Or it's is it changing. changing. All right. Last week, we picked the Bills it. over the Raiders. Week one, we picked the Ravens. This week,
0: do we go Cowboys over Cardinals? I'd say either Cowboys over Cardinals or we go 49ers over Giants. I think Cowboys are safer for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I would agree. But do we want to use them right now? That's the, that's the key.
1: I know what you mean. Or we go Patriots over Jets. That's where it gets a little too risky.
2: That is, I say, Cowboys over Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are the worst team the Cowboys are gonna play this year.
1: Cardinals do smell, so I vote Cowboys. Cowboys? I mean, yeah, if if you try to save it and you're wrong, well, then you don't get a chance to use it at all because you're out. Let's do it.
0: We're going Cowboys.
1: All right. Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Gets me every time. The sizzle. Love it. Susan, can you ask Mason if the burgers are good?
0: Der?
2: Mason, are the burgers good? I do. Thank you. You're welcome. Sizzling hot takes for week three. Who wants to go first?
1: I'm going to give this, um, I'm going to say Derek Henry finally has the game he's finally going to have that massive breakout run that we say can always happen at any given time any given handoff 30 points minimum lock it
0: in oh oh so against me i was Ooh. i didn't know that so oh but honest, guess what I, know- I also have him in craig's league so that that's if there's one person on glenn's dad's team that can go off it's derrick henry okay cool
2: mason you want me to go or you going you can go if you want to go first? All right. I got one sizzling hot take. On the Falcons visit the Detroit Lions, um, I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs outperforms B. John Robinson. Interesting. Wow. And the Lions get it up. I like it. And I need it because I'm facing Fryer. It's true. By the way, I'm Owen two, and Fryer has a chance to make me Owen three, which is very unsettling to me. But there's one thing I know. So Jake Fryer stinks. We'll beat him this week.
0: Ah oh, shit, man! What? Well, I hate that you. I hate that you made that fucking pick, Souza. That hurt me. Why? Oh, but- the Derrick Henry one. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> it's going
2: to
1: happen eventually. Well, Didn't happen I, to me last week. I probably Didn't have a very, one. a very poor
0: hit rate with my hot take, so you're probably okay. All right, well, you know what? My sizzling hot take is... What? My sizzling hot take is that Mike Evans continues his hot start to the season. And... This Eagles v. Bucks game on Monday night is going to be a shootout. Hmm. Hmm. Mike Evans is going to have over 25 fantasy points again. All right.
2: Now who's blowing smoke up who's
0: ass? <laughs> no, <I'll> keep <laughs> saying it. Keep talking. <laughs> no, two can play at this game. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, yeah, that's my sizzling hot take. Sweet.
2: Sizzling hot takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Mason, can you ask Souza if the
0: burgers are good? Durr. Uh Souza, are the burgers good? Dur. Okay. Durr. Gentlemen,
2: week three is here. Which means I need a win.
0: Good luck this week. Thanks. Good luck,
2: man. Good luck to you, gentlemen. And um I think a lot's gonna change this week. I got a good feeling about this week.
1: Positivity, man. Telling I you. think
2: I think that guys who are supposed to be scoring points will be scoring points and guys that shouldn't be scoring points won't be scoring points just gotta believe good i was to have the luck on your side all right Uh, anything else you guys want to have negatory all right you know where to find us right here on the twitch every tuesday night at 7 p.m sharp Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we thank you for listening. And we thank you for watching. And we thank you for following along for this fantasy season. Boys, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.